You've just found your way to CX in the Wild. Season 2. Where Dennis Wakabayashi is again on safari around the world. Capturing candid conversations with the leading executives in the customer experience and marketing industries. And now, let's step into this episode of CX in the Wild. All right, here we are, CX in the Wild in Los Angeles at a coffee shop, Mill Cross, in Culver City, sitting with you, Eric Colbert. And we met just by chance online somehow last week. I heard about your new company. Well, you have a couple, but we talked a little bit about this thing you're doing called Vouch Vault. I immediately recognized that is like something different and unique for the industry. So thank you for meeting me today. I'm just throwing the mic down for CX in the Wild. Yeah. I want to get to know you. Eric, can you just say who you are, what you do for the audience? So yeah, they absolutely. Can well, thanks for having me. Really nice to, to be here out in the wild. So yeah, my name is Eric Colbert. Um, so I run an agency based in Santa Monica called Spark 6. And uh, we are a design and development shop. So we build all sorts of web apps, websites, mobile apps. Uh, custom software and you know, we've been around for 11 years and you know we're a work for hire you know we do a lot of using technology for good um, and work a lot in sustainability education we work with you know the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the Getty Foundation and lots of other fun stuff so that helps pay the bills you know I'm a, I'm a family man got three kids so that helps keeps the lights on and then sometimes my business partner and I we just have these ideas and a lot of them are pretty terrible mostly you know, and so we just uh, we throw them against the wall, and you know, most of them we never pursue. But one that has continued to come up is this whole idea of recommendations, of keeping track of recommendations, and kind of the inherent flaws of reviews. It's all we've ever known as consumers, and that's reviews for movies, like on Rotten Tomatoes, or it's reviews for restaurants, like on Yelp or reviews for products like on Amazon. And we're taking just these strangers' opinions and we're aggregating their reviews and we're saying, all right, I'm gonna make these uh, buying decisions or viewing decisions based on complete strangers. And we just felt like that was just kind of the wrong way to go about finding products and things that you're interested in. And so we incubated VouchVault inside our agency and have since spun it outside, so it's its own separate company now. And uh, yeah, in simplistic terms, we're the Instagram of recommendations. So we basically allow you to follow people that you know, that you trust, whose opinions you share. And whenever they find something in their life that they absolutely love, that they vouch for, they throw it in their vouch vault. And that could be an inspiring book, a documentary, a best taco stand, you know, this uh, pizza oven that you got. I mean, literally for anything. It's really what we want. We want it to be that repository for all the things that you've tried, that you love, that you would put your name on it and vouch for it. And so it's created this whole community, and you're finding people, you know, that you know, but also people that just share your same taste. So that's the whole concept. You know, you said a couple of things there. First of all, I'd say 
you know, I see the same thing in the industry of um, customer experience where getting a NPS score or a review from a customer that's sort of forced, yeah. sort of uh, it achieves a certain metric for a certain executive somewhere, may not necessarily be indicative of the true customer experience. Yeah. I think in ratings and reviews, I've seen things... Uh, syndication of reviews that create a false um, trend. Absolutely. I think we've seen a lot of um, bots or services that fluff up reviews. We saw Amazon's, I think, in a, a really good response to that of making sure you're a verified purchase anyway is, yeah. is helpful. But I also think that um, there is this other game that's being played with ratings and reviews, a number of them, even to the point where, like, you look at Karens of the world and they're like, I'm going to write you a bad review if you don't give me a free bagel yep. or whatever. So there's all of these things. Your thing, when I talked to you, what I was attracted, um, why I was attracted to it in one respect is because it's about positivity. It's about, hey, these are the things I like. And it's leveraging social. So I feel like you have this little bit of authenticity play. But since you're in California, just curious, yeah. is it the woke culture in California that you're like, it's only going to be positive vibes for this software? I mean, do you eventually say people can downvote or is it like always going to be good times only at VouchVault? It's, it's literally, you know, there's no one-star reviews. We are not going to play the review game. We are going to stay 100% positive. There, there's no place for negativity on the platform. And... Uh, I understand people want to, you know, maybe clue in their fellow consumers, you know, if they had a bad experience at that bagel shop that you mentioned. But that's most likely a family-owned bagel shop that other people absolutely love. And to go on there and berate them because maybe you had a bad day or maybe they just made a flat-out mistake, we just don't think that's right. Or, or how about yeah. not just the customers who love that bagel shop, the family loves it and they're human beings. They are. They support their families through that. And you talk about, you know, the gaming of the system, like consumers are getting more savvy as they should be. We know that there's review farms in the Philippines that will just light up a product. And if you go back on in other countries, oh, other countries, yeah, sure. Excuse me. All, all over. Um, I just know that there's specific farms out there for, for reviews. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you go back on some of these uh, Amazon products, if you go back in their history, you can see that at some oh, point yeah. it was actually a different product. Um, and, you know, there's some stats out there that for Bluetooth devices, for example, like 90% of the reviews on a Bluetooth device on Amazon is fake. So, I mean, like, wow. there's, there's a lot of, you know, understanding that it's a game system. You could have a competitive bagel shop across the street give the other bagel shop a bad review. That happens. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I would say just the authenticity of even to the influencer space. You know, everyone jumped onto the yeah. influencer thing and there are some really wonderful influencers. But I think, again, the consumer is waking up to the fact that they're getting paid to do these things and they might not actually use those products, especially when it's the third you know, type of foundation in as many weeks that you know, that influencer is pushing. So I think we need to get back to like trusting your friends, trusting your family on what to watch, what to buy, because, you know, you waste a lot of money. Um, and talking about carbon footprint, you know, when you buy that thing on Amazon that's got five-star reviews and it's a complete piece of garbage, you go ahead and ship it back and then get them. You know, I mean, it's like a lot of time and waste. So 
we, we hope that with trusted reviews from people that you know, it's going to cut down on that too. Tell me about how do you monetize something like Vouchflaw if it's just me contributing my content and yeah. and I'm happy about it. What, how do you monetize something like that? So we have a couple monetization models. The, the first one, as you've, you've heard me talk disparagingly so far about Amazon, but we actually did build part of the platform on top of Amazon's marketplace. Why do we do that? Well, because it is the biggest marketplace sure. in the world. So from books to products, we wanted to make it really easy for users to go ahead and vouch for the things that they try and love. So um, as part of being on the platform, when a, a consumer or a user of the platform creates that vouch, it automatically creates a dynamic link so that anyone else wants to purchase it can do so very easily. Well, that is actually an affiliate link for our company. So we get, you know, pennies. On can the I dollar. just jump in there real fast? Of course. Yeah. I just liked the promise of what you did, but I've got to say, the affiliate program at Amazon, I, I was I was selected as one of these early people to put my list up okay, there and yeah. push it out there, and I didn't find it very valuable, but I have some other friends who, to your point, have made a few pennies yeah. off of it, <laughs> but my problem with that was always, and I guess problem isn't the right word, my, my curiosity about that is how do you scale something like that? So. What I love about your monetization model is it doesn't it doesn't uh, take advantage of uh, your audience and it doesn't um, it's just like you recognize that there's this space where if you connect the distribution system with the authentic reviews that it can scale. I think that's brilliant. You know, I I hated Yelp. I just Yelp. I was I managed a, a brand that I won't name. We had over 500 locations, and there was errors all over because people had done them. And I went to uh, I just went to Yelp and I said, and this was in the early early days, can I just update these just to get the hours right? And they were like, if you pay us twenty five thousand yeah. dollars, and I'm like, you won't even give me access to my own accounts. Yeah. It's behaviors like that that you're fighting That's against. A dirty pool. Yeah, and we, we've heard it time and time again as we talk to not just small business owners, but that's who gets hurt the most because they don't have the pockets to overcome some of these, you know, issues when you know someone just puts up a nasty review. You know, that's not even true. So, yeah, it's some dirty pool. Um, and yeah, we we have other um, affiliate partners that we're looking to integrate. You know, we have like the Bolt Network, which is just like you know one tap transactions and stuff. So. You know, we want to work very closely with brands too. We want to make it really easy for brands to come onto our platform and have the people that absolutely love their products get to spread it to their friends. You know who I think really needs this is McDonald's. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. I, I worked in field marketing on McDonald's for several years. And here's the thing that always bothered me about McDonald's is on social media, there's so much hate that it's like a cause, like people want to say something bad about McDonald's. Yes. And the truth is, with any company, some of the things appeal to some of the audience, some of the things appeal to others. But at the end of the day, I just defy you to find anybody who hates on an ice cream cone at a drive-thru McDonald's in the summer or 
there's so many people who were so elated to be able to get a sausage McMuffin with egg in the afternoon. I know I'm a sausage McMuffin with egg guy. Yep. I, if in fact, my first vouch fault <laughs> entry is going to be the sausage McMuffin with egg at McDonald's. And I think it's unfair for brands to be thrown into the cauldron of, of haters and trolls and, and, um, and the cancel culture. The and cancel the culture. Old, yeah. Because McDonald's, I'm not saying everything is right for everyone, but a lot of people give people a place to anti-hate, anti-cancel. Yeah. And I think if McDonald's is listening, they should be yeah. talking to you well, about I getting in up, here. I couldn't agree more. I think documentaries have shown that you probably shouldn't eat McDonald's every day. You know, the, uh, I forget the name of that one, but that was a great documentary. Well, I, let me address that. Yeah. Imagine the corporate culture of McDonald's working to introduce um, healthy options. Yeah. You know, they responded to that. And they here's the other thing I want to say about the customer. McDonald's tried a healthy Big Mac. No one wants a healthy Big Mac. You know, people deserve to have their treats. So, but I think your system addresses that. It's like, yeah. you like a Big Mac? Yep. Then say so. Totally. It's okay. Yes, it it's is okay, okay to like some things all the time. Absolutely. I think you're hitting the sentiment right on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I know for my neighborhood group, we have a spreadsheet in our Facebook group that's like, here's the roofer I like. Here's the plumber I like. We don't keep track of and stay away from this plumber because, yeah. you know, it's just like, here's the 25 people we dig. So I'm going to be, of course, posting vouch fault to my Facebook group too. No, that's, that's great. And, and the services that you're mentioning are, are those things that come up all the time. What's the best plumber that you know? Who's a good roofer? What's a good landscaper, you know, babysitter, dog walker? Like we all have our favorites, but like there's no place to keep track. And when your friend says, who do you use for that? Wouldn't it be nice if they could just go into your vouch vault and be like, oh, that's who, you know, that's who Dennis uses for. Yeah. And, and why not keep texting the same sprinkler exactly. guy to everyone? Yeah, I know. The same links, the same, yeah, we, we've all done it, so we're, we're done with it. We got a solution now. Okay. You you make me think about Angie's List. Yes. I kind of liked Angie's List back in the day because it was recommendations, but it is it, they monetized yeah. their their platform, and now it's just like every other platform that you're yeah. just like, it's I have to sift like through else. all the game land yeah. uh, tactics to even just find somebody. Yeah, forget about it. Which TripAdvisor, I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, we have a co-founder that um, comes from the Hollywood space. His name is Jay Chandrasekhar. He's uh, most notable for his work on, like, Super Troopers and Beer Fest. So he's, you know, fun adult. How is he, Meow, by the way? Oh, he's doing fantastic. <laughs> but he's he had this whole issue with Rotten Tomatoes because he's like, why am I taking the opinions of these, you know, random critics, right, that are paid to write reviews, when they might not like R-rated comedies, and then they go ahead and post their stuff, and then they aggregate that review, and then you know Joe off the street goes and says, "Oh, that only has a 36% fresh rating. I think I'm going to pass on that." Where that person just might have different sentiments and, and opinions. So he's kind of you know been plotting for the last 20 years how to take down Rotten Tomatoes, and you know met up with my business partner and I who had our own issues with you know again all these other platforms for reviews and. Join forces, and so that's kind of how it I'm definitely with you on taking down Yelp. I'm just saying, do it. It's like yeah. not, it's not okay for the consumer, and no. no, and frankly, I'm, I'm, even though I'm bitter about the model from back in the day, they've made a lot of changes. I'm irritated still about the customer experience of forcing me into the app every time I just find a review online. Yeah. It's aggravating. Yeah, 
and again, it just it doesn't really make sense when you don't know who these people are. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect my mom to give a dive bar a good review, and I love dive bars. So, and that happens every day. Our Karens of the world are going to places. Karen and Kens are going to places that aren't their jam. And my, they go ahead and speak about it. I got it. Like, You're so uh, right. My wife and I used to go to this uh, hole in the wall bar called. The Chalet Lounge, oh, and it was it was one of these dive bars that you could smell the vomit when you walked into the the um the front door. Yeah, and that's what we loved about it. <laughs> I mean, we're in our twenties, sure. but but you felt at home at that point. But why yeah. why can't I have a good review about them? They're not going to get that maybe from your general like yeah. uh, influencer or tourist, but yeah. it ha it was a great place. In the and you know for a fact that the friends that you hung out with at that time, if they hadn't heard of that place, they would have loved it too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like that's, it's your tribe, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's all we're trying to do. Get our tribe. Get how, big, how big are tribes these days? I mean, I think your tribes are three or four of your closest friends. I mean, I don't think it has to be much bigger than like a, a pretty close knit group. And, and we've found on the platform, like it just takes a small group of people that are active to have a tremendous amount of value. It could be like the guys that are in your football fantasy, your fantasy football league. That's it. I mean, there's enough content right there to last you. Or it could be your, you know, that, that book club that you love, or it could be your stroller mom group. Like it can be really small and community-based too. That's, we're finding that out. It's getting pretty localized. Now, where are you in the stage of taking this to market? I know I downloaded the app, but yeah. is what's on the roadmap for the rest of this year? Well, so we are live for at Google Play and the Apple App Store, and it's been out there for just uh, you know, a couple of months now. Holy shit. So it's only been two oh, months. yeah, we're babies. I'm like in on this in the beginning. Uh, this is early days. Seems like, in the like wild. You could claim your first name. Yeah, you could be like Dennis. You know? Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, we have a few thousand people on there now, so Dennis might be taken. But yeah, go go grab your first name on Vouch Vault. Um, so what do we have ahead for us? So we are... You know, we're actively trying to get users on the platform, but we want like the right type of users. We're building a social network at the end of the day. I mean, it's half utility, it's half social network. We need to have people inviting their friends and, and continuing to do that. So we've really, um, you know, in the past few months, we've learned like who's the most active and where should we really focus our energies? And we've really landed on moms, parents in general. Um, I'm a, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a dad. I got three kids, and I know the whole world of parenting is challenging. And at every stage of parenting, there's a new set of products and services and things that you need. Well, moms are historically very social and they're very vocal about the things that they love. Certainly, the things well, they're they trying to help to, each other get really through are. this thing. And yeah, trying to weed through the reviews of like the best stroller or the best car seat or the best water bottle or you know, I mean, it just it is. I would hate to start over because my kids are teenagers now, but it would be daunting to know what is the best you know, bottle that I should be using to you know, promote good, you know, speech later on. I mean, it's just, and, and, and so. like car seats, you have to be functional and stylish. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things you got to deal a with. a lot of consideration. So imagine the mom that just had her kids and just spent the time doing her reviews. If you could just browse her vouch vault and just handpick the things that, you know, you're going to like, I mean, you're going to save so much time, probably save a lot of money as well. Um, so we want to really start with the moms. We think that's where it could really catch fire. And so we're working with some influencers in that space. We're working with just our network. Um, you know, my business partner and some of our team is actually out in Salt Lake City. So we're starting like some pretty local activations of moms. Where, uh, how many people are on your platform now? Two months old. Yeah, we have like 4,000. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
You know? All right, then. Look at you. Hey, you know. Well, again, so Jay. You may be serving a need. <laughs> so Jay, our, our, one of our co-founders, he's because of his celebrity, he's been able to get on some other podcasts. And, you know, just we've got some earned media. So he was on uh, Rob Lowe's podcast called oh. Literally Rob Lowe. And that just got released, like, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was on, like, Adam Carolla's podcast. He was on Maria Menounos's. So he's, you know, been making his rounds. He was just interviewed by Forbes a couple days ago. So we got to wait to see what they say. Well. So. Good for him. You're you're on some random co- podcast at a at a coffee shop. Hey, so I, whatever. I love this. This feels real. So, <laughs> I love what you're doing. You know, I think you know my thing is about exploring customer experiences, and I think what I really see a lot is the uh, technology trying to enhance customer experiences. <clears throat> I think I see a lot of discussion about empathy and all this. What I think is unique for me, the reason I'm attracted to your story is it's sort of authenticity as a element of the customer experience, you know, and like I said, I see so many people struggling with ratings and reviews and, and NPS scores that to see someone like you pioneering this smaller, higher integrity, authentic, anti-cancel culture um, approach I just think deserves to to have its story out there. Yeah, believe. If people Thank wanted you. to get in touch with you or learn more, if they want to invest in you or they want to download the app yeah. or they want to share this conversation, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, no, thank you. So yeah, it's available for download right now. So yeah, if this sounds like it might be of interest, please visit Google Play or the Apple App Store and just uh, search for Vouch Vault. And uh, that'll come right What's up. What's the logo look like if they get it's on those platforms? It's a V. It's an orange V. Orange yeah, V. Yeah, and, and with our the App Store optimization, you can pretty much just type in the word Vouch and we'll show up as number one. But make sure it's Vouch Vault because there are a couple other apps out there uh, with the word Vouch. And yeah, if you're interested in investing or just kind of partnerships or all sorts of collaborations, we're taking all comers on that. And you can email me, you know, Eric, E-R-I-C, at VouchVault.com. All right, Eric at VouchVault.com and... Even though I also have a development business, I always love to share the love. It sounds like you built this amazing app. You understand consumers. You understand branding and building business, not just for yourselves, but for others. So just because just I, I, I like to share, tell us a little bit about your other business and how they can reach you there. And if Because I'm assuming if somebody wants an app built yeah. or they want to do some sort of campaign, yeah. they can... Well, Tell thanks. us about that. Yeah, so again, that's Spark 6, S-P-A-R-K, then the number 6. We're a Santa, Santa Monica-based digital um, agency. And yeah, they can, uh, if you're interested in any kind of web development, mobile development, uh, e-com, any kind of thing like that, we'd love to help out because actually Spark 6 makes money, allows me to feed my family, whereas VouchVault costs me a lot of money right now. So yeah, would, would love to help anyone out there that is uh, building anything in the digital space. And yeah, email me at eric, E-R-I-C, at spark6.com, S-P-A-R-K, the number six, dot com. If there was ever any question in my audience's mind of whether I was charging or sponsored this, I think me plugging a competitor <laughs> on this is, that was is very truth, kind of you, truth yeah. uh, positive there. Well, thank you so much. I think this is it. Is there anything, last words you'd like to say to the audience before we wrap up this this little impromptu? I, I would say just like let's take care of each other out there. You know, let's let's take the, the positive vibes and, and the good goodwill out there and let's just spread it out today. You know? So thank you. Take care of each other from Eric Colbert at Vouch Vault and Spark Six. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us for this edition of CX in the Wild. If you've enjoyed the show today, please share it with someone else who appreciates this kind of original content. And be sure to visit DennisWakabayashi.com to catch up with Dennis or find out where we're going to be on our next CX in the Wild adventure.